we serve. It's a good day to serve the Lord. You know, I'm glad to be here this morning. I was just sharing that early. That I, I was excited. I'm excited about what God is doing here in Coto Homes. Amen. That God's word is alive and the spirit of God is alive. And no matter what the devil says, the Holy Ghost has another message. <laughs> See, when the devil says that's the end, God says it's just the beginning. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I serve a beginning God. Amen. Every day is a beginning, praise God. When it seems like the road is fixing to end, God has a bridge, amen, to cross over. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a good God, amen. I could just thinking when I was, was singing a while ago, I said, how weak is the message that the many churches are preaching there? But I don't want it to be like that over here, praise God. I want it to be the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, and the message of the cross that Jesus died 2,000 years ago and he gave his life for us. Amen. And there's no other hope outside of that cross. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for this morning. I thank God that you're here this morning. Uh, I want to share something with you. Uh, this thing you see up here is, I, the Lord told me to do this, okay? And my God, I feel the presence of God. I was praying uh, the other, about two nights ago, and, and the Lord showed me bread. He showed me he showed me the foul bread, the corrupt bread, and he showed me the fresh bread. See, this right here you could eat, but you wouldn't dare eat that, right? Because it's corrupt, amen? And I, I, <laughs> I'll show you just from my, my little grandson, Nick, came to my house yesterday. I was decorating this thing. And he saw, said, Pop, that bread looks sick. <laughs> well, I said, that's what it's supposed to look. Because it's not good, right? Can't eat it. I mean, I have, I painted it, I put stain on it, I put, okay. I wanted it to make it look like it was molded. You know what I'm saying? And that it was corrupt. But today, I want to show you something about the good bread and the bad bread. Amen. Hallelujah. You ready? Amen. Turn with me to Amos real quick. Uh, chapter 8, verse 11. And Amos is right before, after Hosea, before Joel, and right before Jonah. <laughs> okay. You know, when I first started off as a Christian, I had to use the index. Don't be bashful if you've got to use the index, amen? It's there for a reason. You know, the Lord had spoke to my heart a few nights ago, and I'm going to go back to that because it's where I, that's what this message is about. You know, I, I see so many things happening in people. I see people of faith. I see people non-faith. I look at the way the society is falling and I say to myself, God, what's wrong? I mean, most of you remember that was here before me how this little church was full. Where are they? And I'm not picking on people, seriously. I can, I can pinpoint, I know a lot of them that, that are not serving God today, okay? And the reason why is that Though they started right, 
though they started with the right message and they were eating of the good bread, they started slacking off and started backing off on God. And all of a sudden, the bread started to get bad, right? They didn't pray as much, come to church as much. They didn't read their Bible as much. I believe I've been in that same boat. I'm not picking on anybody here, seriously. Learning how to follow God and know that he has a word for you. God is not dead. Hear me this morning. God is alive. And his word is alive. This is a real God, a real powerful being. Somebody that, somebody that has structured the universe with just the words of his mouth. And he's given us a word. He's given us life through his son, Jesus. Amen? Amos says it like this. What's, I, can, I can almost pinpoint what's the problem with modern Christianity and modern Christians. Because you'd be surprised how many people, Christians, don't read their Bible. You'd be surprised how many Christians don't look to God for the answer. Okay? And you know what? It's easy to replace fellowship with God with religion. You understand what I'm saying? As good as coming to church is, if you're just sitting there, it's not benefiting you anything. If you're not eating of the good bread, <laughs> and you're religious, and you're sitting on this table, you're going to die. Because I'm not interested in how religious a person can get. I'm interested in how much they're eating of this table. How God is changing their lives. How God is growing their spirits. How they're growing close to the Lord. And they come to me and say, Brother Lanny, boy, I was praying yesterday and God gave me a word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right? See, people over here, <laughs> you never hear them say that. You know? Oh, I'm a this and I'm a that. I go to this church and that church. And, you know, I'll pray once in a while, once a week. And, and you know, once in a while, I'll, I'll ask the Lord to help me. This is this table right here. Right? See, I got, I got a <laughs> I got a picture of this these two loaves of bread in my mind. Because I realized that there's not one of you would get up and take a piece out of this one, right? Right. Because you know it's sick. And you know it's corrupt. And you know it, it'll kill you, right? You know, I look at this little bread, and I remember we went to uh, Basper one day, and man, they made the best little breads I ever ate in my life. Man, I don't know if they put butter on that, garlic. I mean, I said, I'd rather eat that than the food they were giving me. But it was good. <laughs> See, I would eat of this bread, but I would not eat of that bread. But how many Christians are eating at this table? Come on. Listen, you're quiet on me. <laughs> Say amen or out you something. <laughs> as much or maybe less than eating at this table. Because this table is fun. See, this table is, is we, can, we can still keep our old ways and still live and call ourselves Christians. You see, they're eating right here. We don't have to read the Bible every night. We don't have to pray. We don't have to do all that stuff. This is the better table. We can have free lives. We can have our lives like we want it. Go to heaven, and we can still eat at this table. No, you can't. Right? 
Are you hearing me this morning? <laughs> if you eat at this table, you're going to die. If you eat at this table, you're going to have life. Back in the days of Amos, he gave a word from the Lord. Okay? Before I go on that, I'm going to say something else. You know, when God spoke to me about two days ago, I got up. I was praying. And look, Sister Kathy, I felt full of life. I'm telling you, I could have I jumped the moon, man. That's how good I was feeling. Because God had spoke. And I told James, I feel like, I feel so energetic. I feel alive. You know, it's like, like I had everything I needed from the Lord. He spoke to, he spoke to little old me. And he gave me a word. But, you know, sometimes that word is not always easy, right? Because the same as you, sometimes that word is for you. And I wrestled with this thing this morning. I said, Lord, what, what are you going to think? I'm not, I'm not trying to preach bondage. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to say, well, if you eat here, you won't go to heaven. And if you eat here, you, 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 go, to, go, you, you go to heaven. I'm saying that this brings death. That's what I'm saying. A person that eats here ain't going to make it. Come on. He's not going to make it because he's not devoting himself or herself to what's true. And what's healthy? Somebody said God's word is healthy. Satan's word is sick. <laughs> right? If I'm eating at God's table, I have life. If I'm eating at Satan's table, I'll die. Listen to this in Amos. Chapter 8, verse 11. Didn't I say that? No? Behold... The days are coming, says the Lord. I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, nor of water, but of hearing. What does it say? The word of the Lord. You know what? And I'm going to read that. You can turn that for a minute in, uh, in Exodus. No, I'm sorry, Leviticus chapter 24. When Moses came out of Egypt... Moses was instructed by God to build a temple. And in that temple, there was to be certain furnitures. In other words, he was told to build a... Uh, let me turn to my page before I lose my concentration. He was told to go there and, and, and he was going to build this, this... They call it a temple. It was a tabernacle. That's what it was. It was a tent. And he told Moses how big it had to be and how wide and how long and what was supposed to be in it and how he was supposed to prepare it. But in that tabernacle, there was a thing called the, the, uh, the, the, as a golden table and it, it would display the showbread. And the showbread, would, would, there was actually 12 loaves. I got two of them, but really, there was actually 12 loaves, six on one pile and six on the other pile. There was two piles. And that showbread was to stay there for seven days. Every Sabbath, they would replace it. The thing about the showbread is it was a, a symbolic of the life of Jesus. Because Jesus said, I am the bread of life in John 6, which came down from heaven. He made it very clear that, that he was the bread that God was sending. 
The showboat bread was only symbolic of Christ. And, and, and it also represented the presence of God. If you study all that stuff, you wonder, why was it so important? See, Aaron was the only person that could eat this bread. Aaron and his sons, the high priest, Moses' brother. At the end of the week, they would replace it with 12 more. How important was that bread? Amen? How imp- it was, we, we, have, we have what you call leavened bread, but it was, it was really flat bread. It was, 11, it was unleavened, right? They would make some cakes and it would, they would, they'd bake it and, and whatever. And it was supposed to happen. It, you had to do it continually. Listen, it was a symbolic of the salvation message that Jesus offers at the cross. I have to eat his word. You understand what I'm saying? It's not always going to feel good. It's not always going to taste good. It's going to come in my stomach. Sometimes it's going to be bitter because I'm not going to like it. Because God might be demanding. I mean, I feel the presence of God. God might be demanding something of you. You don't want to give up. You see, he's given his bread to you. He's given his grace to you. He's given the mercy at the cross to you. Everything that matters happens at this table right here. Because there's life here. But there's death there. When you neglect this one, you're going to be eating at this one. Come on, Holy Ghost. I said when you're going to neglect this one, can I eat between? No, Jesus said if you, if you, if you, if your water, you lukewarm water. I mean, you put mouth in your lukewarm, you smooth you out of your mouth. You can't be in between. You can't be hot and you can't be cold, right? So to be hot, you have to be here, right? Eating, my God, I feel it, praise God. Eating at God's table where life is. Listen, we're coming in some tough times. We better be at the right table. We're coming in hard times in America. America's not going to be the free country that we're enjoying right now because there are men and women in this country who want to destroy this land and take every freedom you have. And one of them is to worship. Because already in California, when the COVID stuff was going on, they didn't want you to sing or worship. You ever you heard that? You couldn't go to church because they felt that if you would sing and worship God, you would spew germs. No, the devils don't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to praise God. Everything at this table is, is honoring the Lord. It's praise to God. It's, it's to give Him glory, to honor His word. Everything at this table is, is, is sin. It's sin. It's backslidden. It's, it's corrupt. It's defying God. It's doing everything to get you away from the word of God. You ought to come look at this bread and look how bad it looks. I, I did a good job. <laughs> It looks like it's, it's been it's, it's mold and corrupt and, I mean, sick. Anytime you eat at that table, that's what you're getting. Praise God. Somebody's receiving this this morning? When I go to church, I want to eat here. <laughs> See, I don't want to go. There's a lot of people going to church, even in church. They're eating here. They can't wait till the preacher's finished. They're going to go out and do whatever they want. Praise God. Listen, that is sin. Nothing wrong with having a free life. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing things that defy God. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Okay.
Exodus, and I, I told you all, uh, no, <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> See, you're going to think ahead of me, hallelujah. We're living in a time where we need, we need the bread, amen. I'm a, I, was looking, I was going to Numbers, but it's really Exodus. Let me get my spot, amen. I'm slow today, praise God. When I told you that while I go that when I, when I heard this from the Lord, it's almost like I enjoyed what God was saying, but it was almost scary. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like I said, Lord, why? Why? Why is this going to happen? You know, you know, most of you that have been serving the Lord, well, you've been hearing the word of God long enough to know that we are, we're in a time of death. We're in a time of destruction. I mean, America's falling apart. And I wish I didn't have to say that. I wish I could say, God bless America, home of the free. And then I, I, I wanted to. But as a nation, we have spit in his face. When our own president now could stand in front of a gay flag and mock God and promote everything that God hates, we're in trouble. See, he's not, next time he falls, he, he might not get up. And I'm not trying to be ugly. But to mock God, mock his word, mock his holiness. We got leaders today that eat at this table all the time because all they want is corruption. Right? All they want is death. All they want is perversion. They, they have no love for God. They don't want nothing of holiness. They don't want nothing of righteousness. That's where this table's at. They don't want Christ. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They don't want Christ. They don't want, they don't want, they don't want righteousness. They don't want holiness. They don't want morality. They don't want, ho they just want corruption. And you know, that's, that's where we're at as a nation. I wish I didn't have to say this. I have no confidence in our federal government. I'm starting to get less confident in some preachers. Amen. Thank God they got some good ones. And I listen, I, I love listening to Brother Swag and all of those there. You can tell it's, there's still a message that's being preached. But for the majority of people that's out there, you know, when you listen to a lot of these, I don't even want to get in there. It gets me so mad. <laughs> no. But they're teaching people to eat at the table of sin. See, when you, eat, when you don't mention sin, that's where you're at. Right? When you don't preach righteousness, selfishness, self-ambition, that's where you're at. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Boy, I, listen, you, you better hate me. me. Me ain't a good person, right? <laughs> me says I want it my way. Me says I'm blessed. Me says I'm beautiful. Me says I can have whatever I want. That's a lie. I believe God blesses his children. But if that's all you care about is me, 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 you, somewhere you at this table today. But if you care about loving others and praying, and, and listen, this is, I'm not trying to pick on you. I, I had to come to this place, okay, seriously. I had to get to the place where this is where it matters, right here, right? Not the bread, but you know what I'm This is where life matters. This is where hope is found. This is where joy is found. This is where worship is found. This is where peace is found. This is where rest is found. It's not found over here where there's turmoil and hate and, 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 and anger and anti-God and anti-Bible and anti-everything else that God wants us to have. Brings death, right? 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You'll be thanking God for that spaghetti when I'm up. <laughs> and he said to Moses, this is God speaking, okay? Verse 1. Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nabat and Abihu, and, and 70 of the elders in worship. And Moses alone shall come near. But they shall not come near, nor shall the people go up with them. And, and I'm telling you something right now more than anything. If we don't come up to God. See, the, see the, the elders had a problem. They, they was fighting Moses. I'm, I, listen, I, I've read this book. <laughs> Moses came and he told him the word of the Lord, right? said, so you come up here and I want you by yourself to come to me. Because you know what? These elders, a lot of them were fighting God. Even Aaron, Moses' brother. He's the one made the golden calf, right? What did God say? He just spoke to them. He said, don't make unto you any graven image of any. You know, they all went to the mountain. They wanted to hear God themselves. God spoke to them. They went totally do opposite than what the Lord told them to do. And Aaron went and he fashioned the golden calf. And he rebelled against God. And it's only the mercies of God that saved that man. Because God had a plan for Aaron. I'm going to share something with you. I, I cherish the moments I can hear God. Right? When I had that happen a couple of, a day or two ago, I, I, I was just happy. I was just rejoicing. Because I know God has us, Code of Homes Church, this fellowship. I can't speak for anybody else. But this church, I know he's got it in his eyes. Right? And he loves you. And he wants you to walk a holy and a righteous life. That's not going to change, all right? He wants this church to prosper. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to eat at the right table. Because all there is here is good. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I said, all there is is good at God's table. You see, this is an imitation right here. This is, this is religious, religious, religious table, this religion's table. It don't matter how holy you are. You can go to heaven no matter what you do. All religions teach that. Now they're getting to the point where they're saying, you don't even have to believe in Jesus anymore just so you have a Jesus consciousness. I heard that from a preacher. Well, no, I ain't going to mention his name. I said, that man needs to get saved. Because my Bible says Jesus said, I am the way. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. You can't go to that table and go to God. you got to come to this table. Jesus is the bread of life, right? He is the bread of life. He is the hope. He's the one that makes the way. So Aaron and all the elders go with Moses, and Moses says, the Lord said, I don't want the rest of them up here. You come by yourself. You'd be surprised how many preachers God's going to reject. Because they would not stand up for the truth. They would not stand up for the bread of life. Turn with me. Leviticus. That's where you're at? No, you're in Exodus. I, I, I'm, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> See, that? I'm not perfect. Hallelujah. Leviticus. Chapter 24, verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses saying... Command the children of Israel that they bring 
to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light. And you see, the, the table of showbread it also had the, 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 uh, the lamps, the menorah. What it was, it was, it was uh, uh, lamps that were that's, uh, seven, seven places to hold the, the light. And, it, and if you read the book of Revelation, it's called the seven spirits of God. And when you look at stuff like that, you wonder, you got to have the light with the bread, right? <laughs> Come on, somebody. So God put the bread and the light together. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you eat of this bread, you live, Right? If you eat of this table, you'll have eternal life. You can't run to this table and expect to get God to bless you. When I think about the corruption that I'm seeing today, even in the modern church, you wouldn't be amazed how many people are eating at this table. People that educated, people that are, you know, philosophers and theologians and, and people that they, they'd rather eat here. Because if they eat here, this table demands obedience. Come on, somebody. This table demands, demands holiness. It demands living a holy life. That's why they don't want that. Jesus said, because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out. You can't be here. Okay? You can't be in between. You have to choose this day whom you're going to serve. Believe me, I didn't even want to preach this. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to talk about it because I don't want people to feel condemned. That's not my thing is. I want you to know that God wants you to draw close to him. That your relationship with God is personal. It's up to you whether you're going to eat here. Not me. <laughs> you can eat here or here. Whatever table you choose. See, people say, well, I want freedom. Well, there's a lot of freedom here. Freedom to do all you want. You can sin all you want. Even religion says you can get to heaven eating at this table. But you can't. Right? It says here, commanded Moses that they bring to you pure oil, pressed olive for the light, to make a lampstand burning continually. And see, see, that's the thing. I'm, uh, it's continually. The light has to burn continually. It can't go out. In that temple, that light had to stay on. It had to keep burning. Because it represented the Holy Spirit, the light of Christ. So if the light of Christ is not burning in you, you better do something. Praise God. Listen to me. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I got to do the very same thing. I got to say, God, is your light burning in me? Is your light part of my life? Is your light continually flowing in my life? Do I have light in my life, in my, in my, in my heart? Am I, am I a servant of the Lord? Am I willing to, to walk in your light? And he goes on, he says, outside the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting, Aaron shall be in charge of it. Remember, Aaron was a type of Christ. Jesus said, I am the light. <laughs> Aaron was supposed to keep the light burning. Supposed to keep the light burning. Supposed to keep the light burning. This little light of mine, you know the song? I'm going to let it shine. Now listen, we, listen to the kitty song sometimes preach more than the, uh, <laughs> the modern, whatever you call them, songs. 
Because some of the messages are strong. Jesus is the light. He is the light. He's in charge of the light. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Aaron. Aaron shall be in charge of it from the evening until morning. Before the Lord continually. If you don't know what that word means, it means always. Right? Always burning. It shall be a statue forever in your generations. He shall be in charge of the lamp on the pure gold stand before the Lord continually. And this thing had to be burning always. It had to go stand. And, it, and when it goes on, it has, let me finish with it because I want to bring them together. She can't have the light without the bread, okay? Right? You can't have the light without the bread. See, people say, well, I'm saved, but I don't ever read the Bible. I'm saved. I don't ever go to church. I'm saved. I, I, I don't pray. That, it, it don't work that way. God demands of us. We got, if you're going to get the, you got, if you got the bread, you got to have the light, right? You can't have the light without the bread. That makes sense to you? Jesus said it like this when he went through Samaritans. And the woman came and said, in this mountain, you say in Jerusalem all the place where to worship, but in this mountain, you know, well, Jesus said, believe it, it's coming a time when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship. For the Father seeketh such for salvation of the Jews. And that's what it was at that time. See, those are going to have to seek him in spirit and truth. That you can't have spirit without truth, right? You can't have bread without light. And it goes on and says this, verses uh, 5. And you shall take fine flour and bake 12 cakes with it. With it. Two-tenths of an ephod shall be in each of the cakes. You shall set them in a row, six in a row. So what he was doing is evidently he would stack them up or he put them like this. I don't know how he did it. But he would stack up. He'd take six and he'd put them in a row, six loaves or six uh, bread or unleavened, whatever it was. And he put six in another row. And those six was to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. So every one represented the truth. It represented a tribe. And he goes on and he says this. And you put them on a, on a pure gold table before the Lord. Verse 7. And you shall... You shall put pure frankincense on each row, that it may uh, be on, on the bread for a memorial, an offering made in order before the Lord continually. You do it every Sabbath day in verse 8. Every Sabbath day he shall set it in order before the Lord continually. Being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant, and it shall be for Aaron and his sons. And they shall eat in the holy place, for it is most holy to him from an offering of the Lord made by fire. You know what they would do with the rest of that stuff, that, that oil you're talking about, frankincense? They would go and they would take the, 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 the they, would, they would burn it, burn it up. Whatever they had left, whatever, they would burn it by fire. The frankincense represented the Holy Ghost, okay? I learned something as a Christian. You can't have truth. 
without light. And you can't have light without the Holy Spirit. Right? Those three things have to operate in your life. I'm not saying I understand it all. But I know one thing. Jesus made a plan. You can't have a church without the Holy Spirit. You can't have a ministry without the Holy Spirit. Nothing that's not going to affect somebody. The Holy Spirit has to be there. It has to manifest itself in each believer, in each body. And the only way you're going to know truth if you got the bread, which is the representation of Christ. The light that comes from the bread. The life that comes from Christ. He told his disciples in chapter 6 of, of John when he said this. He said, God sending down the true bread. Unless you eat of this bread. Come on, somebody. You, should, you, you, you don't eat the, my body and drink my blood. And he didn't talk about a physical thing because the Catholic Church says, well, look, that shows you that's not what he's saying at all. His body represents the bread, right? And the cross represents the blood. See? So you have to have the two together. Unless you eat of this bread, you shall perish. Unless you take this bread, you shall have eternal life. Listen, me and Janice likes to buy a lot of bread. <laughs> we eat a lot of bread. <laughs> Listen, it won't take long before a week, maybe, you start seeing some little white spots, right? Even if it's wrapped up. It's just, there's a time limit to how fresh the bread is. You know, bread used to not be white. Bread at one time was a brown, weedy look. They, the reason why they, 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 they messed with it, they wanted to find a way how to preserve the bread and let, make it last longer. But by doing that, they would take all the nutrients and vitamins out of it. They would mess with the bread. See, the Bible says the heart, the bread is good for the heart. But not yeast, not, you know, we all eat bread, but I'm not telling you not to eat bread. It's wonderful. I love bread. But it's, listen, seriously, too much of it is not healthy. <laughs> because yeast gets in your body and, it, and what it does, it, it inflames, it makes you swell. It does a lot of things to your body. That's not natural, okay? But the Bible says bread strengthens the heart. And if you look in the, in, in the physical way, bread is what you, what, what's there to, to, to give you the nutrients and, and, and what you need. It was not this stuff. <laughs> Come on. You know the old saying? I don't know if you ever heard it. The wider the bread, the quicker you're dead. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, it, it, when man messes with something, it comes out to this. Right? Mom, you're laughing at me. <laughs> no, seriously. When man messes with something, it gets sick. Right? It starts to decay and Right inside of you. Well, I'm making that sound good, huh? <laughs> so remember, bright some brown bread. No. <laughs> wheat. <laughs> Whole wheat, whatever. 
The quicker the, <laughs> never mind. the wider the bread, the quicker you're dead. Listen, God has given us a perfect plan. Mess, man messes it up, right? God gave us a perfect gospel, right? A gospel that brought eternal life was here. What did men do? They, they brought it here. They started messing with it, right? They started taking away from what's, <laughs> what's good. They started taking away the power of the cross. They started taking away the power of the Holy Ghost. They started trying to explain away the scriptures. And you know what happens? You got that. Right? Come on. You know where the powerless Christian is? Right here. You know where the, you know the Christian that don't believe in miracles today is? Right here. <laughs> don't believe in the power of the Holy Ghost? Right here. <laughs> don't believe in a holy life? It's right here. See, I didn't write this book, okay? Listen, I didn't write it. I didn't put one word in it. He still demands us to eat the right bread, to eat at the right table. You can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. That's what it says. It says you can't enjoy the pleasures of this world and enjoy the spirit of Christ. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even want to preach this this morning. Because I, I want people to, I didn't want. I, I wrestled with it. I said, God, man, they, they ain't going to like me no more, Lord. <laughs> they, they ain't going to come back. <laughs> but only because God said it. Because I'm, 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 I'm the pastor here. And I'm responsible to tell you what God says, right? Uh, if it be up to me, I'd make it sound good. You know, flesh makes all those things sound good. You, know, you can make people feel, you can fill this church up in a month. Just saying, man, it, it, we, we take drunks, we take homosexuals, we take, they, they, a lot of churches are doing it, <laughs> right? Well, we, take, we, take, we take, you know, listen, they want to come, that's fine, but they're going to have to get right, right? This is where you get healings from. That's where you get deliverance and salvation from. That's where you get freed from your sins. It's at the cross, but now you don't have to change anymore. Mm -mm. You know, listen, you, you think I'm lying. Go listen to some of this garbage on the Internet. You don't have to change no more. You, you, you can stay just like you are. We're going to love you just like you are. Jesus loves you just like you are. Don't tell me, my Lord, that took these nails in his hand and bore the stripes on his back and for my sins can love you like you are. Sure, he loves you, but he doesn't love your sin. Right? Sure he loves you. But he's died in your place. Come on, somebody. To spit in the face of Jesus that way is blaspheming. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. But I want to challenge you this morning. What table are you eating at? Praise God. Listen, you might be doing great. That's fine. That's between you and the Lord, okay? Like I said, I don't try to ask for hands. But I want the table of life. I want you to have eat at the table of life. The bread that has to be, has to be fresh. Listen, I got to wake up every day and I got to look at God's word and say, God, what are you going to tell me today? Never take the word of God and say, well, I've been reading this for years. I'm tired of reading it. Well, something's wrong, right? Listen, I'm not lying to you. I get, I, I, I get you know, like Job, I thought about, I thought we were talking about Job this morning. I'm fixing to close. Uh, Job, 
was the man that God said was perfect. There was nobody like him. Righteous. No man on the earth like Job. But Satan afflicted Job. And for nine months, Job didn't hear one word from the Lord. I thought about it. I said, you mean to tell me? But yet, all he went through, he never lost his integrity. He never lost his faith. He had the word of God to hold on to, even though God hadn't spoke to him. Job hadn't sinned. You, listen, God, so God's not speaking. It don't mean you're, you're in sin. That doesn't mean it's a time of waiting on the Lord. No matter what you're going through, as God speaks to you, he has a season, right? He has a season to talk to you and minister to you. And I look for it. Listen, listen when I get it, like I, yesterday, I was, in, I was in cloud nine, man. I'll tell you, I was on the moon, man. Oh, look, I was, I was so happy. I, I felt like a million dollars. I said, seriously, I, I, was, I, I knew God said something. I knew he spoke to me. I, like with this stuff here today. He said, son, there's death and there's life. There's good and there's evil. There's godly and there's ungodly, Right? Which one are you eating at? Lanny has eaten at this table at times. I'm going to lie to you. But no more. I've gotten in a place where sometime in my Christian life, coming to church, you know, ate some of this junk. Not the preacher's fault, not the pastor's fault. Because the bread was offered. The good bread was offered. Come on, somebody. It was there. But sometimes I'd go nibble on this junk, right? And I'd pay for it big time. God wouldn't speak to me. God, God, I felt a million miles away from the Lord. And I wonder, <laughs> said, I said, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> listen. Because I'm a, I'm a preacher, a pastor. I don't mean I'm perfect. God help me. No, you follow me for one day, you're going to find out I got some flaws. I get upset. I get aggravated. I get, I, I get, I get mad. <laughs> Sometimes. All of you looking at me like y'all are holy, no? Come on now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we look at this thing and we say, what table? I'd much rather, yesterday when I was eating at this table, I didn't have an angry bone in my body. I felt fake. I felt good. I felt like God had a promise. I felt like I was having victory. But when I go here and I, <laughs> and I start murmuring and griping, God says, stop it, Lenny. I got right to gripe, God. Did you see what they done? Come on. The devil's on my back. Come on, God. I got the, no, you don't have to. Sometimes we go back and forth like a ping ball. <laughs> Kathy, who was Brother Willis that used to say that? You take two steps back, forward, you go back. <laughs> you're always doing this. <laughs> and it's, it's true. Amen. Close your Bible. I'm glad I, I'm finished. <laughs> Yvette's kicking against a prick. <laughs> Listen, believe it or not, it's, it's hard to. Talk about this. I want everybody in this church to be serving the Lord, eating at this table.
Listen, you're going to get up tomorrow. You're going to have to make a decision. What table are you going to eat at? You know, you just got to ask yourself a question. And I do it. You remember that old saying, a little bracelet? What would Jesus do? All right? You remember that years ago? That was very popular. I think people were wearing it didn't even know what it meant. Jesus would eat at this table. Well, he was the table. He was the bread. But choosing to live a, a godly life, choosing to live a holy life is here. Listen, I, compromise. <laughs> you know, come on, somebody. Justif justifying sin, religion, everything, pride, all of this is sitting at this table. I'm going to share a testimony with you. The other day, I was at my house, and I got prideful. I mean, bad. And you know what God did to me? He smote me, sister God. Smote my heart. I felt so ugly and so unclean. I could tell, I couldn't, it was just like, it was like a, a hammer. I said, well, I'm going to take me a shower. In my shower, I was laying my head against the, uh, the side of the shower, just crying, God, please forgive me. Please, God, forgive me. My God, that ugly little word, pride. I think pride links every sin that's under the sun. Right? And God, God dealt with me. Then I realized something. Oh, wretched man that I am. Like Paul prayed in Romans 7. Even though Paul was saved, he wrestled with his flesh. And I can tell you right now, Paul didn't do it all perfect either. Because he wasn't God. He wasn't Jesus. Thank God for his word. Thank God he lived a holy life. But he, 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 he go back and read in Romans chapter 8. There is therefore no condemnation to those who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of Christ has made me free from the law of sin. You better thank God for the blood of Jesus because it had made me free from the bondage of the law. From the, 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 the death of the law. I want to show you something this morning that if you walk or eat at this table, you have life. Stay away from that sin corrupt. Even my little four-year-old grandson said, Papa, it looks sick. <laughs> it's sick. You know, even a four-year-old knows when something ain't right. Right? You can stand up, praise God. Let's pray. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. before me and the world behind me the cross before me and the world behind me 
Though none go with me, I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still. Filled with your spirit, I'll sing your praise. Filled with your spirit, I'll sing your praise. Filled with your spirit, I'll sing your praise. Filled with your spirit, I'll sing your Yes, Lord.